0: In nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us, save but you are God. Thank you for joining me once again on another episode of the Memento tradizioni's podcast. In this episode, I will be reading from Pope Pius V's Apostolic Constitution, Quo Primum. This document was responsible for promulgating the Tridentine Liturgy. Throughout the Roman Church. Now, to give a brief history, this was shortly after the Council of Trent, and prior to this, there were many novelties created in different liturgies throughout the Roman Church, and this liturgy was instituted to standardize the liturgy throughout the West in order to avoid any errors or improper forms of worship that were being used. In the various churches. Now, this was during and after the Protestant Revolution, and as you can imagine, there was much confusion, and so the idea here was to standardize the liturgy, because as we know from the axiom Lex orandi, Lex Credendi, the law of prayer is the law of belief, and the way that we pray informs the way we believe, and so it is important to have a liturgy that teaches us how to pray properly. And that is what Pope St. Pius V intended to do in promulgating this liturgy. Now, I don't have much time to go into an in-depth history of the Tridentine Mass, but I will note briefly that it is often said that this is when the Latin Mass was supposedly invented. This idea is completely false. In fact, the Mass that Pope St. Pius V promulgated here, was already in existence, and he made very few changes, if any at all, to this Mass. The only thing that he did was standardize how it was to be said, using what was already well understood, and how this Mass should be offered in the city of Rome. So the changes here were very minimal. In fact, the Roman canon, which is the fundamental part of the Mass, that many popes have said cannot be changed, was solidified at the latest in the late 400s, if not in the early 300s or before. So this is a very ancient liturgy, and many of its parts existed for many hundreds of years before this document was even released. It would be incorrect to state that this liturgy has never been changed. There have been some organic changes, over the years. However, if someone were around when these changes were made, they might not even notice that they have happened. And most of the mass has been around for at least 1,500 years, with some parts being added later, but the majority of it existing hundreds and hundreds of years before this document was even released. Some people try to equate the promulgation of the Novus Ordo to this document However, the similarity is only at the highest level and when anyone looks at the details will see that the differences are striking and massive. The Latin Mass has recently been called the Extraordinary Form by Pope Benedict XVI. Before that, it was called the Tridentine Mass. Both of these names, although somewhat descriptive, do not tell the whole story. In fact, one might more properly call it the Mass of St. Gregory the Great, who was the reigning pope from the year 590 to 604. In fact, Adrian Fortescue, one of the great historians of the Roman liturgy, said that St. Gregory left the Roman liturgy practically in the state which we still have it now. So as we can see, this Mass comes to us from ancient times, and it was the Mass of many, many great saints a Mass that all in the Roman Church should revere as sacred. Quo Primum by Pope Pius V, July Fourteenth, 1570 From the very first, upon our elevation to the chief apostleship, we gladly turned our mind and energies and directed all our thoughts to those matters which concerned the preservation of a pure liturgy, and we strove with God's help by every means in our power to accomplish this purpose. For besides other decrees of the Sacred Council of Trent, there were stipulations for us to revise and re edit the sacred books, the Catechism, the Missal, and the Breviary. With the Catechism published for the instruction of the faithful by God's help, and the Breviary thoroughly revised for the worthy praise of God, in order that the Missal and Breviary may be in perfect harmony, as fitting and proper. For it's most becoming that there be in the Church only one appropriate manner of reciting the Psalms, and only one rite for the celebration of Mass, we deemed it necessary to give our immediate attention to what still remained to be done, viz. the re-editing of the Missal as soon as possible. Hence we decided to entrust this work to learned men of our selection. They very carefully collated all their work with the ancient codices in our Vatican library and with reliable preserved or amending codices from elsewhere. Besides this, these men consulted the works of ancient and approved authors concerning the same sacred rites, and thus they have restored the Missal itself to the original form and rite of the Holy Fathers. When this work has been gone over numerous times and further amended, after serious study and reflection, We commanded that the finished product be printed and published as soon as possible, so that all might enjoy the fruits of this labor. And thus, priests would know which prayers to use and which rites and ceremonies they were required to observe from now on in the celebration of Masses. Let all everywhere adopt and observe what has been handed down by the Holy Roman Church, the mother and teacher of the other churches. And let Masses not be sung or read according to any other formula than that of this missal published by us. This ordinance applies henceforth now and forever throughout all the provinces of the Christian world to all patriarchs, cathedral churches, collegiate and parish churches, be they secular or religious, both of men and of women, even of military orders, and of churches or chapels without a specific congregation in which conventual masses are sung aloud in choir, or read privately in accord with the rights and customs of the Roman Church. This missal is abused by all churches, even by those which in their authorization are made exempt, whether by apostolic indult, custom, or privilege, or even if by oaths or official confirmation of the Holy See, or have their rights and faculties guaranteed to them by any other matter whatsoever. This new right alone is to be used unless approval of the practice of saying Mass differently was given at the very time of the institution and confirmation of the Church by Apostolic See at least two hundred years ago, or unless there has prevailed a custom of a similar kind which has been continuously followed from a period of not less than two hundred years, in which most cases we in no wise rescind their above-mentioned prerogative or custom However, if this Missal, which we have seen fit to publish, be more agreeable to these latter, we grant them permission to celebrate Mass according to its right, provided they have the consent of their bishop or prelate or of their whole chapter, everything else to the contrary notwithstanding. All other of the churches referred to above, however, are hereby denied the use of other Missals, which are to be discontinued entirely and absolutely, whereas by this present Constitution, which will be valid henceforth, now and forever, we order and enjoin that nothing must be added to our recently published Missal, nothing omitted from it, nor anything whatsoever be changed within it under the penalty of our displeasure. We specifically command each and every patriarch, administrator, and all other persons, or whatever ecclesiastical dignity they may be, be they even cardinals of the Holy Roman Church, or possessed of any rank or preeminence, and we order them in virtue of holy obedience to chant or to read the Mass according to the rite and manner and norm herewith laid down by us, and hereafter to discontinue and completely discard all other rubrics and rites of other missals, however ancient, which they have customarily followed. And they must not in celebrating Mass presume to introduce any ceremonies or recite any prayers other than those contained in this missal. Furthermore, by these presents, this law, In virtue of our apostolic authority, we grant and concede in perpetuity that, for the chanting or reading of the Mass in any church whatsoever, this missal is hereafter to be followed absolutely without any scruple of conscience or fear of incurring any penalty, judgment, or censure, and may freely and lawfully be used. Nor are superiors, administrators, canons, chaplains, or other secular priests or religious, of whatever title designated, obliged to celebrate the Mass otherwise than enjoined by us. We likewise declare and ordain that no one whosoever is forced or coerced to alter this missal, and that this present document cannot be revoked or modified, but remains always valid and retain its full force, notwithstanding the previous constitutions and decrees of the Holy See, as well as any general or special constitutions or edicts of provincial or synodal councils and notwithstanding the practice and custom of the aforesaid churches, established by long and immemorial prescription, except, however, if more than two hundred years standing. It is our will, therefore, and by the same authority, we decree that, after we publish this constitution and the addition of the Missal, the priests of the Roman Curia are, after thirty days, obliged to chant or read the Mass according to it, all others south of the Alps, after three months." and those beyond the Alps, either within six months or whenever the missal is available for sale. Wherefore, in order that the missal be preserved incorrupt throughout the whole world, and kept free of flaws and errors, the penalty for non-observance for printers, whether immediately or immediately subject to our dominion, and that of the Holy Roman Church, will be forfeiting of their books, and a fine of one hundred gold ducats, payable ipso facto to the Apostolic treasury. Further, as for those located in other parts of the world, the penalty is excommunication, lete sententiae, and such other penalties as may in our judgment be imposed. And we decree by this law that they must not dare or presume either to print or to publish or to sell or in any way to accept books of this nature without our approval and consent or without the express consent of the apostolic commissaries of those places who will be appointed by us. Said printer must receive a standard missal and agree faithfully with it, and in no wise vary from the Roman missal of the large type. Accordingly, since it would be difficult for this present pronouncement to be sent to all parts of the Christian world and simultaneously come to light everywhere, we direct that it be, as usual, posted and published at the doors of the Basilica of the Prince of the Apostles, also at the Apostolic Chancery, and on the street at Campo Flora, Furthermore, we direct that printed copies of the same edict signed by a notary public and made official by an ecclesiastical dignitary possesses the same indubitable validity everywhere and in every nation, as if our manuscript were shown there. Therefore, no one whatsoever is permitted to alter this notice of our permission, statute, ordinance, command, precept, grant, indult, declaration, will, decree, and prohibition, Would anyone, however, presume to commit such an act, he should know that he will incur the wrath of Almighty God and of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul. Given at St. Peter's in the year of the Lord's Incarnation, 1570, on the 14th of July of the fifth year of our pontificate. Pope St. Pius V. Now, if you are listening, you should have realized that this document is extremely authoritative. However, To emphasize this point, I'd like to read a few key parts one more time. This ordinance applies henceforth now and forever throughout all the provinces of the Christian world. Furthermore, by these presents this law, in virtue of our apostolic authority, we grant and concede in perpetuity That for the chanting or reading of the Mass in any church whatsoever, this missal is hereafter to be followed absolutely, without any scruple of conscience or fear of incurring any penalty, judgment, or censure, and may freely and lawfully be used. We likewise declare and ordain that no one whatsoever is forced or coerced to alter this missal, and that this present document cannot be revoked or modified but remain always valid and retain its full force, notwithstanding the previous constitutions and decrees of the Holy See. No one whomsoever is permitted to alter this notice of our permission, statute, ordinance, command, precept, grant, indult, declaration, will, decree, and prohibition. Would anyone, however, presume to commit such an act, he should know that he will incur the wrath of Almighty God and of the blessed apostles Peter and Paul. Sancte Pius Quintus, Orda pro nobis, in nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <laughs>